So then, would Jesus calling your name be enough to convince you to believe? What would you tell others? What would your testimony be? If this morning you got saved, you came to know Him in an intimate, in a real and living way. I mean, He revealed Himself to you. Your sins were washed away and you were made whole. And you went out of here this morning and you encountered people who didn't know Him. What would you tell them? He called my name. That's what Mary had. She saw Him in the flesh. Yes. Now Mary, Joanna, and the other women, after seeing the angel in the tomb, they headed for Bethany to tell the other disciples. En route to Bethany, they meet some women coming to the tomb with spices to prepare the body of Christ for burial. So they tell them about the resurrection, naturally. I mean, when, when you've had an encounter with the living God, as we have in this place, you can't help but tell somebody. Wasn't it Don Francisco that had that, that song? Gotta tell somebody. Gotta tell somebody. You just gotta tell somebody. And so together they all return to the empty tomb. Again, the angel speaks with them and sends them to tell the other disciples. See, these women, <laughs> they get so distracted so easily. He tells them again, go tell the disciples. Go tell the, read my lips. Go <laughs> tell the disciples. <laughs> so they're going to attempt it again. They're convinced of the resurrection. And so based on the empty tomb and the testimony of angels, how about you? Is that enough for you? Now we've got an empty tomb. We've got grave clothes. We've got testimony of an angel. And to one person, Mary, we've got the appearance of Jesus. What if I told you this morning that I had seen Jesus in the flesh, that I had touched him, that I had talked with him? Would that be enough to convince you? Would you believe on Jesus on the basis of my testimony? Hold on to that for a minute. Hold on to that thought. So then we have the next appearance, and this one occurs out on the road. Jesus takes to the road. There are two disciples that are going to Emmaus on business. They don't know about the resurrection. They know about the crucifixion. They don't know about the resurrection. Jesus falls in alongside them. Ain't that just like Jesus? You're coming from a tragedy. Maybe the death of a loved one. Maybe a financial crunch or something. Maybe you've just been fired. Maybe you've got a bad medical report. You're down. You're driving in your car, singing, oh, woe is me. I'm just an old lonely disciple. Nobody cares. Pastor didn't even shake my hand Sunday. I missed two church services. Nobody's called. They don't care anything about me. Just me and you, Jesus. Just me and you. Jesus gets tired of your moaning and comes and sits down beside you in the car. He visits you on the highway. Now, I'm going to warn you about this. You might want to pull off the side of the road. <laughs> These two disciples, Jesus conceals his identity and they're walking along the road. He's listening to them talking. They're talking about the crucifixion. And the Bible says that it was early. As they're walking along, Jesus is listening to them talking. He's talking to them. And the Bible says that they can hardly believe that he, Jesus, did not know of the crucifixion because he pretends to be dumb. And so they start telling him all about the crucifixion. As they're telling him about the crucifixion, he perceives that they don't really believe that he would raise from the dead. Can I say to you this morning, there's a lot of believers, there's a lot of church members that really don't believe that he can raise from the dead. You know how I know? They don't live like it. They don't know him like I know him. They are still living in the natural world by natural means. They have not yet got a 
revelation. And beloved, there are a lot of people that have become very religious and even become church members that have never really connected with Jesus. They've never really had an experience with Jesus. They just accepted a creed or a dogma or, or a tradition and they go to church and some even faithfully, but they don't know the man. And when they talk about him and when you fall in with them and you begin to talk with them, you sense that they can, quote, talk the lingo, they can talk the religious talk, but they don't know him. There's a void. There's an absence. Would it surprise you if I told you this morning that I have experienced in my 30-some years of ministry people that come into my church, hear the gospel, and as it is preached under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and as it is preached with an experience, not just a religion, that these people who have been church members for years, suddenly the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to them, and they are born again, and they go, wow. I never knew that you could experience this thing. I thought you just had to take it by faith and grin and bear it. Bless God. I've been sprinkled. I've been dunked. I've been baptized. Hallelujah. My name's on the road. Praise God. I'm okay. God shows up. God shows up. We serve the God who shows up, by the way. Yes. Did you know that? And so as, as he journeys with him, they don't recognize him. And for the next seven miles, now how long does it take to walk seven miles? How many have been in the military in here? How many of you ever had to run a mile? What, what was your time? Eight, nine, ten minutes? Six, seven? Seven and a half minutes. You could run seven and a half? Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Okay, I was going to say seven and a half. You're moving. You're booging, buddy. Ten and a half minutes to run a mile. Okay, they're not running. They're walking. They're going seven miles. So how much time does he spend with these disciples? A couple hours minimum. And during that, during that two hours, he's teaching them about the resurrection. They still don't get it, though. Even, even though he's right there, they don't get it until they, they come to the end of their journey or, they're, or else they're going to have to camp. How many of you would go camping with Jesus? Isn't that neat? They're camping and they, they prepare the dinner. And as they prepare to eat the meal, Jesus breaks bread. And there was something about that that they immediately knew him. Now, of course, the Holy Spirit and Jesus working wanted to reveal himself at that point. But I find it interesting. The things that Jesus uses, the way, the methods to reveal himself to different people. For Mary, it was the mention of her name. For these disciples, it's the breaking of bread. In their minds, suddenly they remembered the feeding of the 5,000, the feeding of the 4,000. Or perhaps in the upper room when he shared communion with them that last night and he broke the bread. Something God knows you. Hallelujah. He knows you. He knows what is going to speak to you. That's why he has drama. That's why he has music. That's why he has personal testimonies. That's why he has the word. He has knowledge of you intimately. And he's going to connect with you at that point so that you get a revelation of who he is. What you do with it is up to you. You can brush it aside. Them goosebumps, that shiver, that quickening that comes into you, you can brush it aside. You believers, the Holy Spirit comes to you and he blesses you. You can squelch it. You can just push it down. Or you can let it rise up inside you and begin to praise Him and give Him glory. How many of you believe in Pentecost this morning? Let me see your hands. Pentecost is about God coming down here and making you His temple, His dwelling place. Beloved, I don't have to invite Him here. He's here. Right here. You and I, we brought Him this morning. Praise God. And so He reveals Himself and the Bible says He vanished immediately. <laughs> Jesus showed up right down here this morning and spoke to you and then vanished immediately, we would have to call 911. Now some of you would faint dead away. 
Well, some of you faint when the Holy Spirit shows up. That's how I know you would faint if Jesus showed up. 